Praise the Lord. I am not feeling like I did the first time going through the book of James. I think the faces are more familiar. <laughs> I'm accustomed to seeing you now, brother and sister, and, and so forth. So, uh, praise God, the nerves are not there. And it's not that I'm new to teaching. It was new surrounding, being here, and not having stood before you before. It was kind of nerve-wracking, but uh, it's, it's getting easier with each, with each time. Praise God. All right, so tonight, the start of a new series um, on the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a teaching I've heard before um, when I became a new convert. And, you know, doing the research, I found, you know, well-meaning things, and they, they sound nice. And yet, I felt like, I don't know, it, 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 I, 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 am I meeting those standards? It, it seemed like there was a bar that I, that, I, that I wasn't meeting. I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, you know I'm a prophecy guy. That's where I shine. Those are the things I like to talk about. Um, I mean, what is this fruit of the spirit thing? And so let us turn to the book of Galatians. And I, I decided I wanted to get some, some backdrop. The lesson is focused on Galatians 5 verses 22 through 23, and I'll be talking about it in peace um, tonight, and I will try to finish in half an hour, and give us some time to, to chat. Um, but I, in, in seeking God, and, and how do I deliver this? I wanted, I wanted it to resonate with me, so I could bring it to you. I ended up reading the entire chapter, because I, I needed a background. But before we do that, let's just read the key verse, because it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, this is Galatians 5.22, right? fruit singular of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Okay, and so if you read the entire chapter of Galatians, sorry, chapter 5, that is, you would get some backdrop that Paul was, of course, he was writing to believers and was talking about a myriad of things, and this kind of slipped in. So I was like, okay, um, what is this based on? Where is he coming from here? And verse 19 sort of gives me that he was actually making a contrast here because it says, now, verse 19, the works of the flesh are manifest, but the fruit of the Spirit is so... Okay, well, that's good. Anyways, for our benefit, just for some background, um, I'm going to read from verse 13 through to the end, um, and then we'll have a discussion. I'm just going to share what's on my heart. Uh, I do have some text here, and I will share some things from that, from that as well, but I'll share what, what speaks to me um, and some of the challenges I have with, with some, of the, some of the text. Um, as well. Um, and don't be worried, not challenged. I mean, I accept everything in scripture. That's my, <laughs> my foundation is if it's written here, I'm down, I'm good. So not that kind of a challenge. Challenging in the sense that I don't feel like I measure up, right? And it's, it's always the case when, when I'm asked to, to come and speak and teach, I feel inadequate. And, um, you know, joy, love, and peace. I'm like, God, right now I feel so miserable, right? Um, you know, things have changed, and I, I, I'm not going to go down that path. I, I preached on, on that on New Year's Day, that 2020 was a change. <laughs> and, uh, there, is, there is something in me, and, and God is working it out, but that will come out in, in our talks. Anyways, uh, Leah, oh, there you go. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but... By love, serve one another. Hmm. Good. Good For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the law. Amen. If you love your neighbor, you won't do evil against him. You won't backbite, you won't steal. But if ye bite 
and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Which is precisely what would happen if that was allowed to reign in our hearts. Inviting Christians and people saying all manner of evil against one another, it would tear us apart. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, that is, it wars against the spirit. The flesh does not want to do what the spirit wants to do. And the spirit against the flesh. And thank God. Because there are times I want to say things, you want to reach out and touch someone, right? And the spirit says, you can't do that. That's, that's not right. That's not appropriate. Uh, sometimes, though, the flesh gets the better, and you'll honk because somebody cut in front of you, right? Or do something stupid, like come from the extreme left to get to the exit, and you're like, okay, there's no way you're going to make that, brother. And so that happened to me a few nights leaving here, and some, you know, something was just saying, just be careful. And I started getting up to 120, and a guy decided to come to leave sailing. I'm like, no way you're going to make that. But he did. <laughs> Illegally, but he, he did, and uh, I did hug him. <laughs> Anyways, <coughs> <laughs> so the flesh wars against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Folks, we're human. Yes. You know, and 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 this journey that we're on is just that. It is a journey. So when I talk about inadequacies, uh, if you're feeling it, well, you're in good company because I, yeah. I am there. <laughs> right. So. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. And man, you know, when I was getting to this, I'm like, okay, pastor said 30 minutes, Garfield, because you could take an hour at some of these things. <laughs> My daughter there, she said she's come to make sure that I keep the time. <laughs> yes, okay, both of them. Um, but walking in the spirit, that, that is some heavy stuff. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So the fruit of the flesh, yes. in other words, yes. all these things. I was not taught to sin. You didn't have to teach me. And we don't have to, I didn't teach my children either. It's in our nature, right? We are fallen. And so we will bear these fruit except for the grace of God. But having now come into Christ and being baptized with the Spirit of God, Paul writes that, hey, there is a difference. But, but, because we're new creations in Christ, the fruit of the Spirit is love, right. joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, mm, temperance. Against such there is no law. Amen. And I think I'll stop there. Right? Against such there is no law. So what is the fruit of the Spirit? And why not fruits? That is a question. <laughs> I was curious, why fruit of the Spirit as opposed to fruits of the Spirit? I mean, he listed nine things. And yet he said it is a fruit. And I, and I was pondering this, and I did went and research, and it seemed to be in the same line. Um, so fruit singular seems to imply that we can't divide them. It's not like, okay, Sister Grace has the fruit of love. You know, like we have the gifts of the Spirit. You have the gifts of healing, the gifts of tongues, the gifts of divination, and all other stuff. It seems now with this, with this fruit, you got to have the fruit, all of it, right? <laughs> it's a package. Um, uh, but I, I, I would say, and I do believe 
that they may not all manifest at the same time, I do believe that, that it does take some working, right? They are worked out in us um, as we grow in Christ, as we mature in the word. Amen. Um, <clears throat> I have here the Greek word translated as fruit refers to the natural product of a living thing. Right, so right, in our fallen state, the fruit, I, we mentioned the works of the flesh, right? But the spirit, which is alive in us and the God, would bring forth these things in us. Paul used the word fruit to help us understand the product of the Holy Spirit, right? So these fruit, or this fruit, which is weird, because <laughs> my brain wanna say fruits, okay? I'll say attributes. Right? But the fruit, these things, these attributes that will that will be manifest in us are not born of us. You know, I, I, I remember reading scripture and Jesus said something marvelous like, it's not what goes into a man that corrupts him. It's what comes out of a man that corrupts him. Yeah. Think about that. So then how can we be clean? Because they were concerned about eating with unwashed hands. And Jesus is saying, that's not what corrupts you. It's what comes out of you. And I'm like, oh, well. But the stuff that comes out of me, how does it get there? And so we have to realize uh, that what Paul is, is asking of, or saying to us here is that this is born or produced by the Holy Spirit. It is not the work of Christians, right? Yet there is work to do, right? There is some work to do, and we have to cultivate this like, like, like a farmer would, or like a gardener would, right? We have to work at love. I gotta work at patience. <laughs> uh, I chuckled at this many years ago, it might not be funny now, but there was a guy asking for patience to the Lord, and it was like, Lord, I want, I, I want patience, and I want it now! Okay, he, he, I'm not sure, right? So he was being impatient. He was, he's asking for patience, and he, I want it now. So he's being impatient. So really, God needs to, to help him with the patience. Um, was it? Yeah, it was a comic strip. I'm not sure if it was a secular comic strip, but it was funny. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is something that is worked out in us, and it grows as we grow in Christ. And so our focus... Um, on the first attribute, I want to say the fruit of love. Um, Matthew 5, 44 through 46 is a scripture that every time I read it, it makes me wince. It really, yeah, it because I'm like, God, you're asking me to do the impossible. How can I love my enemies? How can I bless someone who curses me? Yeah. I remember one day um, I was teaching, I was preparing for a Bible study, and that was, I think, the scripture reference, and it broke me. I, I got before God, and I was like, God, this just speaks to who you are, right? The, a being that, that has love that is so bountiful. I mean, God came himself. He became flesh to die for us, to redeem us. Right? Uh, he prayed for folks while he was on the cross. Right? Uh, the guy came to arrest him. Peter defended him by cutting off an ear. And he was like, Peter, what are you doing? Like, oh, oh. And then he picked up the ear and healed the guy. Do we have that? How do you cultivate that? So let's read and we'll talk about cultivating it. But I say unto you, so you've heard that it has been said, love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Right, that's the, the, what coming before this. And that is easy. It is easy to love those who are kind to me. You know, when I go into work and I do a little bit of teaching at, well, the kids' former high school, <laughs> And it seems everybody's forgotten how to say good morning. Nobody says good morning. I'm in class and other teachers will walk in and 
we could reshare the classroom, and they'll just start doing their thing. And I'll look up and I'll say, good morning. And then, and I was like, wow. For me, I walk into a room and somebody else is there. More often than not, if I'm not distracted, I'll say, good morning. Good morning, and it's proper. So the, the feeling is, hey, if they say good morning to me, I'll say good morning to them. You know? And I must tell you, I, I, <laughs> I battled with this because there was a teacher there, seemed like nonstop. It's like every time, just walks in, nothing. I'm like, wow, I thought, you know, it's been a year now, the hint would have been there that you say good morning. And I said, okay, I'm not going to say good morning. Actually, I'm done. And I tried that for a little while, but I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't keep it up. After about the third time, I said good morning. Right? But the flesh, I'm going back to the flesh, right? It wars against the spirit, it wars against, and the spirit wars against it. I was like, okay, if you're not going to say good morning, you come in and you're quiet, I'm just going to be quiet too. And I'm going to watch you watching me watching you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but the spirit in me says, no, it, right. it, it felt wrong, it felt awkward. So he won't do the right thing, it's left to me to do the right thing. So I say good morning. And of course, they say good morning back. So okay, so I'll be the initiator. Um, and so that's what the spirit does, yes. right? That's what the spirit does. And again, it's, it's not of you. You feel it inside. When Jeremiah says, like, fire shut up in my bone, I want to keep quiet. But something is saying, say good morning. Right. <laughs> Jesus said, if we love those who love us, then what reward have we? Yeah. Right? It's easy to do. And here he's saying, love your enemies. Hmm. Bless them that curse you. Mm. Yeah. All right. That requires more. That we cannot do that on emotion. No. If I go by my emotion, I will not do it. No. I remember saying to God, folks, and I may have mentioned this, so preachers do this all the time. They'll tell you the same thing over and over. All right. We're not suffering from memory lapse. <laughs> it's just that it's appropriate for the situation. So, I remember watching this thing on Netflix with Bill Gates giving away his money, and I thought, oh man, this guy, my heart was so filled up. I was, I was like, man, there are people like this. They're not Christians, but they're doing good for the world. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I have more insight and more information, and, I, and it seemed like that's a show because all the money comes back to him and his companies, right? And I was livid when I found this out. I like, God, I prayed for this guy, but I thought he was doing good. And so now I need to pray for him, not that he's doing evil. The part about bless, pray for him, because I consider him an enemy. Right? And I said, God, I can't. I cannot pray for Bill Gates. <laughs> it is hard to do. I'm still working on it, okay? So um, the Lord will have to help me. But I, it, I can pray, and I have prayed, but there was no emotion there. I was praying because I ought to pray and I ought to bless. And I said, Lord, save him. Yeah. Because you know what? If God saved him, I would, I would so rejoice. Yeah. It would be a miracle. My heart would be filled. I would rejoice. Right now, I'm angry. But you know what our Father says? Oh, you know what another scripture? Um, Psalms 51. David prayed. Oh, oh, oh. You know, if, if, if Bill Gates and anybody who has done wrong comes and says, Lord, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Against thee and thee only have I sinned. I mean, when they, when they, when they just lay it out, empty their souls, God said, and, and you know, the psalmist says, a broken and a contrite heart. Yeah. Mm. Thou wilt not despise. God will not, yes, and I will not despise a broken and a contrite heart either. No matter the offense, that's how I feel. And that may be the spirit in me, praise God. Yeah, if he repents, I would so rejoice. And so that is a prayer that I pray, not with an emotion of love that I feel towards a man, that I feel rage and anger, but that's what we're called to pray. So the feeling of love, and love here when we're called to love the brethren, and love those that are outside, but they'll know you're a Christian by your love is not the emotional love. Right. right. It's not those, oh, I feel butterflies. I feel good when I, right? 
And you know, the Greek talks about the three types of love, eros, philia, and agape. We're talking about the agape type, right? Where love for um, a cause, love for family, It is not driven by emotion. It is by understanding, yes. right? That God, Jesus, he lived this. Yes. Do good to them that hate you. Yes. Uh, I had a fight with my boss, my new boss. We were friends before he got promoted, now he's my boss. <laughs> we were still friends. <laughs> and so uh, we, had, uh, we had a little blow up and uh, so I went into the office, and I saw him, and he was on his phone, and I could see he was like, okay, what do I say, what do I do? And I'm like, hey, you'd think we didn't have a fight at all, <laughs> because I'm like, hey. And he's like, oh, okay, hey. So yeah, I'm just starting moving, like, hey, hey, yeah. And so there are things, there, there are issues here, but I can't keep malice, I can't malice him. I mean, I work with him, you know, so even if I wanted to, it wouldn't make sense, but yeah. You know, sometimes folks, you just gotta push past these things. Right. You know, um, and, and the way you get over it is by doing. It's amazing, you think you need to feel it first? No. Before, no. It is by doing. Okay, I'm running out of time. <laughs> Let me read what I have. Okay, let's finish this. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, God, I can't do that. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be, Leah, next verse, the children of your father. <coughs> you know, there's a song, there's a song um, titled, The Way the Father Is, right? Um, and it says, that's just the way the father is. He'll be your friend when you're not his. Yeah. That's just his way. That's just the way he is. He's like, uh, he's like no other friend. He will be with you until the end. That's just his way. That's just the way he is. Breaks me most times I listen to it. Yeah, it, it's just a beautiful song. And I'm like, God, that's who you are. That's just who you are. He says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I, I, I didn't love you because you were this or because you were. I just loved you because I love you. I, cannot, I, must, I, I don't understand that. God is eternal without beginning. But he says he's loved us. And there are times I lie in my bed and I marvel at that and tears fill my eyes. We who are chosen in him from the foundation of the world, what does all that mean? Those are some great and profound things. But that he might be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the good and on the evil, on the just and on the unjust. That's just the way the Father is. Um, Leviticus. Okay, quickly go to John. I'm just gonna, so I got about 10 minutes. I'm gonna just stop at about quarter to eight. Uh, John says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. There used to be a song, <laughs> and even love it not, Knowing that God, for God is love, first John 4, 6, 7, and 8, something like <laughs> Right, beloved, let us love one another, da da da, da. Uh, Yeah, and we ought to love one another. And this love transcends just the brethren, but especially among the brethren. Right. Right? I came into church with a little bit of naivety. And I think it's probably good, you know, as a, as a new believer. I just thought, man, once you let the Holy Ghost, yeah. Everybody's going to do everything right. Everybody's going to be nice to each other. There'll be no backbiting, no fighting. And, you know, when I started to see some of these things, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And as I matured, I realized that, hey, that flesh is still with us. Yeah. It has not left us. And friends, if you don't recognize and fight this guy, he will get a stronghold. And I'll just share um, in a roundabout high level that I remember um, leadership appointed someone to a position that I'd gone to them and spoken about and said, hey, what happened to this? I started it and it, 
then I left for a while, came back and said, well, anyway, so it was appointed to someone else. <clears throat> and I found myself starting to feel anger towards the person, to the appointee, toward the person that it was appointed to. Now poor Jacob knows nothing about this. He didn't appoint himself, right? My, leader, my, my anger wasn't towards leadership. My anger was, I was like, God, what is this? I'm feeling it. I'm not showing it, but I'm feeling it. I'm like, this is, this is not right. Friends, I tell you, I didn't get off my knees until it left. And by that I mean every day I was like, God, you gotta remove this. You gotta remove this from me. I, I, this is wrong, I know it's wrong. I don't wanna feel it, I don't like how it feels. It is wrong. And God moved it, praise God. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't appoint yourself. Right? Who made you smart? I mean, the scripture even said it. Paul said, what are you boasting about? What do you have that you didn't receive? So why are you going to be angry with that other person? But the flesh will. And so brethren, as believers, so as I said, this is born of the spirit. And indeed, it is the spirit working through me, through us, to show us he will guide you to all truth. Garfield, this is wrong. What you're feeling here, this is not right. So going back to my naivety, folks who don't, who are not sensitive will allow things like that to fester before long I stop talking to I'm going to call you Joe for a short time here <laughs> stop talking to Joe because so and so and he's favored or whatever no one of the things I took growing up and reading through the Bible when I first came to the Lord and I, I was first baptized in a Trinitarian baptism I went to a church of God church but I started reading through the New Testament. And there were some things that stuck out to me. One, that Jesus didn't run into crowds. Right? He says he knew what was in man, the scripture said, so he didn't. And I found myself, I kind of do that. I tend to be a little reserved before I, I go up. But then it also says to prefer your brother above yourself. Esteem the other better than yourself. Yeah. And that resonated with me. I took it. So I'll come and, hey, I'll give you a smile and shake your hand and I'll, right? And you know what? I, I, I experienced that. When I first came in, there was a brother who would always, I'm like, who is this guy? What's up with him? <laughs> no, I'm that guy. <laughs> right? Yeah, just shaking your hand and smiling. I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this character? Right? But then spirit work on you and before yeah. long, you're smiling and shaking people's yeah. hand when they come into church. They're like, hey, good to see you. Yeah, happy you're here. Yeah. That's God. That's the work of the spirit. Um, in Leviticus 19, you know, there's some roots to love. God did some marvelous things. He says things like, I've set the poor among you for you to do good unto them. Yeah. So he says, hey, when you glean your farm, don't pick up all the things, brother. Yeah. Leave some stuff for the poor. Like, yeah, God is looking out for the poor. Yeah, and thou shalt not glean thy vineyard, neither shalt thou gather every grape of thy vineyard. You know, I'm going to get one of those machines and just vacuum up everything. Right? The field is empty. Right? So the stranger comes looking for, for, I mean, like nothing. All gone. Yeah, no, shouldn't be that way. <laughs> Leave something back for the stranger, for the poor. Uh, uh, you know, there are, there are wisdom of God and the understanding of God is, is past my understanding because, I mean, poor people, yeah. So God is looking out. And you think, okay, God just make them rich. That will solve that problem. No. There is something for us to do. That's right. Right? You know, when the scripture says, be careful to entertain strangers for some have entertained angels unaware. Yeah. Do good to people. You'd never know if you're entertaining an angel. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah, so love... And I, okay, I'm gonna stop the love. But I think we get the gist that this this fruit it takes effort. We we have to work at it. Yes. Um, and I'll tell you what I've observed: feelings follow action. Right. Good. That's just my personal observation, and I've heard some others say it as well. But if you actions don't follow feelings, feelings follow action. When I'm angry with my wife. If I start being nice to her, and, and then my feelings change. 
But for the first hour, I'm blue man. I'm not talking to her. <laughs> right? But my actions, and it was the same in the church. I thought I'd offended somebody. And I said, you know what? I just went up to them and said, hey, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I may have offended you. And I'll, I'll, oh, no, no. But I will go, and if, if in case I think they're upset with me, I make sure the air is clear. I, I do things. Yeah. And even if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm like, I, I can't stand that, brother, man. I'm like, okay, that's not good. So I, I go against the flesh. Yeah. And again, it's, I, I, I'm not perfected this. I'm just saying when I recognize it, because I'm inflicted or afflicted by it for a while, and then I'm like, okay, you can't stay here. This is not a good place to be. You got to fix this. This is not a place for a child of God. And so, but I do things, and the more I do it, I greet him or I greet her, before long, those awful feelings are gone. And your friends, again, true friends, the feelings come. So love, and then there is joy. Joy, the attribute of joy. Um, I have two songs here. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Bring up Psalm 16, 11. It's a song we've sung, or you've been in church for a while, you've heard that. At his right hands, pleasures or treasures forevermore. Oh, what fellowship divine. I am his, and he is mine. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Uh, another one that I haven't sung in a while, which I, I do love, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. I love that. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, the hope of all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. He says, sadly, the world's joy doesn't last. So the world has joy. Right? Give me a million dollars, I'll be very happy. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, even so. Yeah, 10 million, and I will be 10 million times happier. Or 10 times happier, rather. Yeah, but it, it, it's fleeting. It is fleeting. And in fact, you know, when I look, Bill Gates, let's go back to my friend Bill Gates. Bill Gates has money. But something is missing because he keeps trying to attain more money. So it's not satisfying something within him. And many of them are like that. You like you'd think that they would say, I have enough. Take your ease, soul. <laughs> no. He's seeking more money. Uh, there was an interview done with a with a billionaire. And I think the interviewer, the host, asked, how much, how much would be enough? Just a little bit more. So it's never enough, just a little bit more. So the world's joy cannot last because it is based on fleeting physical circumstances. But the joy of the Lord is established in our spiritual, eternal circumstances. We have a hope of glory. We have a hope of glory. And that should give us joy, and I'm not joyful every day. I don't know anybody gets, and I would think them strange <laughs> if, you just, if every day, you know. It's true that when I do come here in the house of the Lord, I do try to smile. I remember one Saturday I came here, and I was just not, I was in a foul mood, and Sister Stephanie was like, um, hello, Garfield, how are you? I'm like, I'm not good today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but I said, it's not you. I just wasn't in a good, you know. So. And I thought it was good that, in a sense, that she could see that, yeah, you know what, Garfield is not always smiling. We're human. I think it's important, though. I, I, I made sure she didn't think it was her. I think it's not you. I'm just not in a good mood today. Right? So, and I went out there and I did my thing. And um, But we were friends. I mean, Sunday she comes up, hi, Garfield. Hi, Stephanie. And I was back to my old bubbly self, right? <laughs> and so, uh, so there are days like that. We have down days. And, and there are times we feel like God is far and, right. and uh, the world is coming apart and finances this and all men are efficient because we still live here. Right. But by and large, yeah. 
And if you were to lose everything, right. when the dust settles, because it's going to hurt. Hey, Job, Job rent his clothes. Sure. He put ashes on his head. He lament. Of course he would. Of course. Take my riches. Yeah. And he says, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But then you take my children. And he says the same thing. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But he grieves. But he didn't curse God. And that is, that is maturity on another level. I do want to get there. That we don't, we don't curse God. I, I was reading a book where this lady was praying. And we've been praying for folks. And um, it was called Disappointment with God was the title of the book. Yeah. And her child was sick. Her daughter was sick. And I think her daughter died. And she looked up there and said, God, you're up there sitting on your laurels. You sat on your hands. And you let my daughter die. And I can understand that. Like I understand Joe's wife. I mean, she gets a bad rap. But it's human. That's a natural, normal response, if we're being honest. Right. You hold her dignity, curse God, and die. But she did speak as a foolish woman. But I do understand why she said it. Because she was hurting. Job didn't have children by himself. <laughs> he had them with his wife. So we have a joy in the Lord that seems to pass on understanding. There are times when you know folks will see us and, and we're coping and, and they're like, okay, why are you still, you know, why are you not falling apart? Um, there was a story of a man, <clears throat> actually that's on the piece. Let's switch over to the piece. And I got, I'm over time. Over time. I'm gonna read this quickly. Um, Thou will keep him, Isaiah 26, 3, one of my favorite verses. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. I love that verse, right? Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Yeah, right? Uh, the psalmist in 40, Psalm 46 says, Though the earth be removed, I mean, earthquake, that's your foundation. When the earth is removed, that's it. What are you going to, unless you can fly, right? <laughs> your foundation is gone. Right. Though it be removed and carried into the midst of the sea, thank you, yeah, and the mountains be carried, right? Yet, what, what does the second part say? Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river. Yes, there, is. there is a river. Whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy tabernacle. Amen. There is, there is a river. Peace, peace, wonderful peace, flowing down from the Father of lights. Amen. Right? The world doesn't offer much peace. It says, just look around. The world cannot give it because the world doesn't know the one who is peace. But for those who have the spirit of peace within them, or for those of us who have the spirit of peace within us, the peace of Christ is possible no matter our circumstances. We can reject the chaos of the world and embrace God's peace. And the book of Philippians, and I'll end with this, tells us how. Four says, Rejoice in the Lord always in Philippians 4. I'm sorry, say that again. Well, anyway, it's the one that says, think on these things. <laughs> um, say the passage reference again, sorry. Philippians 4, 4 to 9. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are, uh, are of good report, whatsoever things... Verse 8. Uh, Verse 8. You started off... Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true... So I gave it a wrong... Oh, yes, it's 4 to 9. Okay, verse 8, yeah. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, think on these things. So first choice, first, choose to rejoice in God and who he is. Second, bring all your worries, fears, and concerns to God in prayer. Third, fill your mind with God's truth. And fourth, choose to think about the things of God. God bless you tonight. And um, we got about seven minutes. We can. Uh
talk a little bit or I can ramble on some more. Um, Pastor, I, I saw your guidance and uh, hopefully the other teachers who have some time to... <laughs> yeah, well, uh, right, but some questions about love, joy, and peace. Uh, have any, any comments you want to make, anything you want to add to, to, to the lesson? Um, we can do so at this time. Otherwise, I'll give it back to Pastor Joe. Okay, we'll wait. Yeah, comment, sister. Beyond our comprehension. Oh, love of God, so how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forever more endure. The saints and angels' songs. And indeed, we will sing and we will rejoice. Uh, love, yeah, what is love? Love, love is showing kindness, um, I would say. Uh, I don't think there's any one definition. Um, love is, <laughs> well, I'm going to say love is that fluttery feeling that you feel. Uh, when you see the girl you like, when you see the boy you like. Uh, no, it's more than that. It's, <clears throat> um, I think First uh, Corinthians 13, let us love for God is love. But no, we'll go to First Corinthians 13. Let's find the definition. Paul, Paul did a good job there.
by and by, one day we will be perfected when the Lord comes back, and this will be effortless for us. Praise God. We, you know, we'll just be loving for all eternity. But, but this is God. This is God. I mean, God humbled himself. Yeah. It's the scripture says, to behold the things that are in the earth, much less he came to the, to the earth. He became one of us so that he could redeem us. All right, it is precisely one minute to eight o'clock. Let us stand, oh yes, oh, yes, conversation. Uh, when I look at the fruit of the Spirit, really, they all come from the Lord. Amen. And we're not good in ourselves. We're not loving in ourselves. Ourself gives them away too much. You know, we're not peaceful. <laughs> and, and when we depend on the Lord, I think I, I read that. It wasn't original with me, but it, it's not born of us. It, it, it's not, yeah. it is born by the Spirit, right? It is, it is the work of the Spirit that brings about the fruit in us. All right, Leah and then Grace. Yes, Leah. Can I try to be quick? Um, I was just reflecting on how the world always loves to say that loving is easy, but if you're really loving right, and if you read 1 Corinthians 13, it's the hard. loving that's asking you is the loving that's hard. It is hard. And it's never just the feeling which feels easy in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's usually the action which requires doing something that you do not want to do. Amen. And it's hard. Yes, so love is not just a, like, I forget, is it an adjective? <laughs> it's not something <laughs> to describe. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a verb, it's an adverb. Like, there's multiple layers to love, but also again, the, love is work. the English word yeah. for love and then what God has described in his word. So, yeah, that was it. Amen. Grace. <laughs> I know. Lord, you, you know, the table is set. And, and they were asking, like, you know how anyone asks, you know, Bob, like, why don't you just speak to us? Like, why yeah. don't you just outwardly just talk like we're talking right now? And the reason why God isn't, like, the loudest voice you hear in our heads or in our lives is because he wants to be the only voice that we're listening to. Mm. He doesn't want to compete with anyone. So to kind of bring that back, really, to, like, healing fall actions, or it gets easier once you start yeah. So I realized I couldn't just wait for that feeling of me wanting right. to right. study the Bible to come. I had to start for that feeling and to come. And it will grow. And it has. Uh, exactly. So yeah. Yeah. It, but again, it's, it's really the actions first, and we're not used to that. Right. We're right. We're told to act on our feelings. Well, confession is, I've had feelings, so now's a good time to go pray and read your Bible. I'm like, yeah, oh, and I, I enjoy the feeling, but I kept watching YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, okay, just one more. And one more led to like 10 more before long. Oh, I gotta go to bed because I gotta go to work tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, your, your flesh doesn't want to. No. How many times lately in the last little bit, same thing with Grace, where I've been like, okay, I really actually want to read my word right now. I'm falling asleep reading my word when I know, when I know well <laughs> on my phone, if I'm reading, I'm gonna be up until 3 a.m. No problem, yeah, no yawn, you can no talk, tired yeah, eyes no, in sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Human nature. Let us stand. Thank you all for your participation. Yeah, this is what I like. I like I like dialogue. I like interactions in, in, in Bible study. And you know what? I didn't know I could talk for an hour. I, I had to stop myself here. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pastor, why don't you come here? Amen. That was awesome. Good, good word. Love, joy peace, 
Uh, I like that. What was that last verse? There is a river. Psalm. What is that? Psalms. What a scripture. What a scripture. Yeah. Mm. There is a river. There is. And I love the preceding, the, the previous verses talking about the, the worst of worst calamities. Right. You know, the earth being moved, everything just coming apart. What's holding you together? Well, how, how are you still here? I don't know, but there is a river. I don't know. There is a river. The Holy Ghost. Is real. There is a river. Thank God. Let's praise Him and thank Him for that river. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. We thank you for the love, the joy, the peace. Thank you, Jesus. We feel the river of your spirit moving in our midst here tonight. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for the river of your spirit. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you. What a, what a beautiful time in your word this has been tonight. Thank you for your spirit, your presence. Thank you for the attentiveness, Lord, the focus you've given us in Bible study tonight to hear and, and partake. Thank you for the table that you spread before us, Lord. Thank you for the food you've nourished our souls with tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for the water that you've washed our hearts with. Thank you, God, for the river of your spirit that has worked in our hearts tonight, in our minds. I pray that blessing in that river to flow into your people and out of their homes. Lord, let this river flow out of our homes and into our streets, into our neighborhoods, Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. God bless you tonight. Thank you for coming. Don't forget about Winter Youth, Friday night and Saturday. Check the bulletin. God bless you tonight.